This is Anchored in Christ, the sermon podcast that gives you hope in the gospel as an anchor for your soul. Brought to you from Old South Presbyterian Church in Newburyport, Massachusetts. We are in a sermon series, Thy Kingdom Come. Jesus Christ came preaching the good news, the gospel. And we have heard that 81 times in the four Gospels, that good news is that the kingdom of God is near, accessible, available to every person, regardless of their past or their current situation. Last week, we heard that the kingdom of God places us in a spiritual world at the same time that we are in this present world. Today our passage comes from Luke 17. It's found on page 70 of your pew Bible in the New Testament. We will be looking at verses 20 and 21. The question raised is this. When will it be evident that the kingdom of God is near. Let us read Luke 17, verse 20, 21. Once Jesus was asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God was coming, and he answered, the kingdom of God is not coming with things that can be observed, nor will they say, look, here it is. Or, there it is. For, in fact, the kingdom of God is among you. Let us pray. Lord, we are completely dependent to illumine our eyes and our hearts so that the kingdom may become a reality for us. We make our prayer In Jesus' name, amen. In the opening scene of The Wizard of Oz, Dorothy is greatly troubled, and she is alone. Miss Gulch, as you know, has threatened to kill her little dog, Toto. And when Dorothy shares this with Auntie Em and Uncle Henry, They are too busy with their own troubles to pay her any attention. And the farmhands, as kind as they are, are of no help whatsoever. Dorothy wishes that she could fly away to a better place, a place where troubles melt, like lemon place, a place where troubles melt, like lemon drops. And she wistfully sings... Somewhere over the rainbow. Now, do you wish for a better place? A safer place? A place that's beyond destruction or disease or death? Despair of all kinds. Now, where is such a place? Over the rainbow? Right. With leprechauns and a pot of gold. Now, we know that there is no place that we can reach 
the end of a rainbow. And yet we desperately long for more than this world offers. So where can it be found? Now, you remember what happens to Dorothy. Her situation gets worse. Miss Gulch arrives and takes Toto from her in order to kill Toto. And the little dog escapes and runs back to Dorothy, who decides that she herself needs to run away. And yet her conscience and a brewing storm turn her back to home. When she gets there, the tornado is approaching. She's locked out of the storm cellar. Flying debris knocks her unconscious, and the house is taken right up into the cyclone. And then the next thing we see is the house swirling down, thrusting out of the sky, and it lands with a thump. Dorothy opens the door of her house, and before her is an entirely new world. What was black and white stands before her now in brilliant color. Toto, I haven't not in Kansas anymore. We must be over the rainbow. Dorothy finds that this new world is side by side her old one. Inside is one world. Outside is another. I would invite you to take a look at your bulletin cover and see how similar that is. In our passage today, we will explore this new world of God's kingdom. When will the kingdom arrive? In other words, when will it be evident that the world is running the way that God intends it to run? We will look at Jesus' answer. The question is not when, but how the kingdom comes. And we will look at Jesus' offer, God's kingdom that we can enter now and enter now. So let's look at verse 20. Once Jesus was asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God was coming. The Pharisees are seriously religious. And they come to Jesus with a question. When will it arrive? Okay, Jesus has been coming and saying the kingdom of God is near. Repent, believe the good news. The very question that the Pharisees have show us that they do not believe what Jesus is saying. They do not sense that he is telling the truth, or else he's just stretching it quite a bit. It sounds to them like a fairy tale or something from the land of Oz. They don't see God's kingdom close at hand, accessible to them. And many of us today do not see it either. Let me illustrate. Florence Nightingale, in the 19th century, was raised in an English home, well-to-do parents. She wanted to go into nursing, but they thought that was below her. And yet, her pursuits made a reputation, and English government tapped her during the Crimean War and sent her to care for wounded soldiers. Her skilled nursing and her knowledge was the founding of modern nursing. And she is credited for saving two-thirds of the wounded soldiers from death. Now, Nightingale 
did great good, but it did not stop the war. Or Oscar Schindler, made famous by Steven Spielberg in the movie, despite Steven Spielberg in the movie Schindler's List. He was a German factory owner, and he is credited with saving the lives of 1,200 Jews from the concentration camps. He, Schindler, did great good, but it did not stop the war. Now let's look at Jesus. In each of the four Gospels, the Pharisees see with their eyes that Jesus does great good. He heals the sick. He gives sight to the blind. He preaches good news to the poor. He feeds the multitude. He raises some who have died. Jesus does undeniable good and great things, but bad things still happen. If bad stop, if God's kingdom is near, won't war cease? Won't the world run the way God means it to run? This is the Pharisees' question of Jesus. And it may be your own question as well. You wonder, if Jesus' good news is actually true, why don't things turn around for me? If God's kingdom is near, why do my joints break down or my body hurt? Why is there simmering anger and alienation within my family? Why is there stressful overwork or fretful underemployment? Why are there natural disasters, human-induced disasters? Why is there violence and racism? If the kingdom of God is near, won't it be God is near? Won't it be more evident? In response, many Christians believe that the kingdom of God is postponed until we get to heaven, whether by death or the Lord's return. They believe they will not see the kingdom of God until the sweet by and by. There are other Christians who believe that the kingdom of God is the model of life that Jesus lived. And believers are obligated to contribute with matching funds, so to speak, so that the kingdom will slowly evolve toward a future that God has in mind. Other Christians acknowledge that they simply don't know. They put small confidence in the afterlife or extend minimal effort to expressing God's will on earth. Maybe you ask the questions that the Pharisees asked. Maybe you are disappointed in the good news that Jesus has proclaimed. And it leaves you wondering, when? When will I see it? Jesus' answer to the Pharisees is the same answer he gives us today. The kingdom of God is not coming with things that can be observed. Nor will they say, look, here it is, or there it is. Do you hear what Jesus says? The question is not when, 
God's kingdom will come. But how will it come? The question then is not then when, but how now? Now, when we were young in school, we had a little elocution exercise. How now, brown cow? Does anybody remember how now, brown cow? Okay, say it with me. How now, brown cow? Okay, so Jesus is teaching us to say, how now? That's the question. How now does the kingdom come? First, says Jesus, stop looking for the wrong thing. The kingdom of God is not coming with things that can be observed. It's not observed with the eyes, ocular, the eyeball. God's kingdom is not visually evident to everyone. It's grander than what our retina receives or what our brain interprets. Let me give you an example. When I was in college, I liked the looks of young men who wore khaki pants, button-down shirts, and penny loafers. It's how I expected my long-term boyfriend to look. When Jim came along, he wore tie-dye shirts, overalls, and sandals. And his nappy hair was an afro, 22 inches across. My future husband was not self-evident to me. But sitting under the stars one night, I heard a voice from outside my head. It came into my ears. Sarah, you can have these other guys. But Jim is my very best. Hmm, I thought. A, hmm, I thought. A diamond in the rough. <laughs> I had to stop looking for the wrong thing. You and I are looking for the wrong thing if we're looking for perfection that God has promised for the end of time. If you want to know, read Revelation 21 and 22. That is what it's like. And that is what we long for. That word is eschaton. Eschaton is everything restored under the reign of God. It's when the last page of history is written, it's closed, and God ushers in the eternity prepared for those who long for God, who welcome his Christ and receive him. And we're looking to find the eschaton now. When that time comes, our time for choosing is over. It's past. The good and great signs that Jesus performed are just the beginning. They're the front edge, if it were, the kingdom that is coming and the fullness that's in store. So the kingdom of God is now and not yet. It's here and it's coming. Secondly, Jesus tells the Pharisees to stop looking in the wrong places. Verses 2021a, 20, the kingdom of God is not coming with things that can be observed, nor will they say, look, here it is, or there it is. 
What does Jesus mean? He means that no place on earth has fully expressed the reign of God. All that God wants done is done. Neither here nor there. All have fallen short of the glory of God. Church history confirms this. God's holiness has never been fully expressed in any location. Not Jerusalem, not Rome, not Constantinople, not Colorado Springs. Some people like to church shop, leave one church that disappoints them, and go into another that they're hoping will appeal to them. Churches are like revolving doors. Some are leaving and some are coming all the time. Jesus said, the kingdom of God is near, but you are not going to be able to say, look, there it is, or here it is. There's no church, no denomination, no Christian camp, church, no denomination, no Christian camp, no Christian family that fully reflects God. Everyone and every place has sin, shortcomings, and blind spots. So there's no reason to point fingers. They point back at us. We need to look in a different place. Where? Where are we to look? What are we to look for? Jesus offers us the kingdom that we can enter now. Verse 21. For, in fact, the kingdom of God is among you. I'm sorry to say that our English Bible does not translate this the way the original is written. Remember when it says, don't say, look, here it is. Look, there it is. The word is look. For in fact, for in fact, look, the kingdom of God is among you. If we were speaking Spanish, we would say, mira. It means an imperative. Just pay attention. I'm pointing it out to you. Jesus is saying, Ta-da! Look! The kingdom of God. It's Jesus that we're looking at. Jesus is the kingdom of God among us. And if you want to know what God is like, look at Jesus. If you want to know what God wants, look at what Jesus does. If you want to listen to God, listen to what Jesus says. Now, remember... In the Gospels, Jesus began his ministry with baptism. Do you recall that when he was baptized, it says that the heavens were torn open? That word is used with fabric. You rip fabric apart. So whatever was separating heaven and earth was ripped apart. Jesus never lived separated from heaven. He on earth knew what his father was doing. He had access to his father. The father had access to him. It was complete heaven and earth together again. The only time, the only time this was not true for Jesus was when he was on the cross. The father turned his face away. Because Jesus took our sin, the sin of the world, upon himself, and it was condemned. We heard that in Romans 8. It was condemned. He is the only one who can say, my God, 
my God, why have you forsaken me? But at that moment, at that moment of obedience and temple was torn in two from top to bottom. That curtain separated the holiness of God and the Ark of the Covenant from unholy people. It was torn in two from top to bottom. Full access. God is available to all people. Now and forever. No longer any separation. The kingdom of God is near. God is available and present. And we enter this kingdom through the person of Jesus Christ. He is the door. John 10, 9. Now, do you find this difficult to believe? If you do, welcome to our culture. It's understandable. It's part of the air that we've been breathing for the last 300 years. In his book, A Secular Age, Charles Taylor, in his book, A Secular Age, Charles Taylor explains why faith is so hard, particularly for those of us in the West. We live, he says, in a boxed-in way of viewing the world. We're taught that the material world is the only reality that there is. And if this is your view, then you're living your life in a very large terrarium, a complex cosmic terrarium that has a lid on it. But life in a terrarium does not answer why it is that we long for moral goodness, for real beauty, for a home that we've never known. Only the presence of a transcendent spiritual world can explain these longings. We were made for we were made for God. We lost our home with God in the fall, and we desperately want to go back. So Jesus offers us the kingdom that we can enter now. Verse 21, for in fact, lo, look, the kingdom of God is among you. If you wonder how to enter that kingdom that Jesus offers, look again at your bulletin cover. Which place do you want to remain in? In black and white or in color? Entering the kingdom begins in the heart when you are desperate for more than this world offers. The kingdom is offered to all who are tired of going through the motions of life out of a dull habit. The kingdom does not habit, but from an acute fever, a desperate longing. The first step in Alcoholics Anonymous is awakening to the problem. My life is unmanageable. I am powerless over my great enemy. Jesus says, look, the kingdom of God is among you. The second step in AA is awakening to the hope that there is more. I have come to believe that God can restore me to moral sanity. Are you awake? Are you awake to more to life than a terrarium? Are you awake to the reality that you are a spiritual being with an eternal destiny? Maybe your prayer is, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. 
Whatever size faith you have, place that faith in Jesus Christ. He lived the righteous life you and I could not live. He died the death that you and I deserve. He is alive. He offers his very spirit. The very spirit of Christ allows us to live with the heavens opened so that God is our Father. He is accessible when we pray. He is near to us when we call on him. He is involved in our lives. And the signs that he did, he can do now if he chooses. Therefore, we ask. We simply ask for what we need. Step three of AA is surrender. I turn my life and will over to God. I ask from the heart, thy kingdom come and let it begin in me. Remember, Dorothy, in me. Remember, Dorothy, she knew in her heart that there's no place like home. We heard it in Romans 8. Set your mind then on your home. Set your mind on the things of the Spirit. Do not set your mind on the things of the flesh. So the way to live in the kingdom of God now so remember, there is a new world available to you. It's side by side with your old one. One is inside the terrarium, cut off from the spiritual life. The other is the new life that Jesus has opened for us and empowers us to live by the Holy Spirit. The question is, do you want to go home? The door is wide open. Let's pray. For Jesus, we pray that we would be a people who each say, I throw open the door of my heart. Come, Spirit. Come, Jesus. Show me the Father. Help me not to be the Lord of my life, but receive you as my Lord and my Savior. For you love me. And we pray that together we might be kingdom people who seek your kingdom together. We make our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this sermon from Old South Presbyterian Church in Newburyport, Massachusetts. If you'd like more information about our historic church or you'd like to find out more about the gospel of Jesus, please visit our website at oldsouthnbpt.org. The peace of Christ be with you.